0: Hello and welcome back to Phil's Photography Journey podcast. It's been a little while and there's been a lot going on and I'm going to chat through today and just let you know what has been going on. So, yeah, a little while since I last did an episode and uh, and for good reason, there's been a lot going on. Uh, So I've, I've called this title, yeah, Back in Podcast Land because it feels like I'm coming back after some time away. So... What have I been doing? Uh, Where to begin? Well, let's just do the usuals, Uh, the weather, UK weather, because we are obsessed with it. Uh, It's kind of autumnal, which is handy because it's autumn going into winter. We have uh, had some snow in the forecast at some point, but it kind of didn't really develop. Um, And it's just pretty cold and grey and damp and naff at the moment. Uh, So yeah, but we, you know, that's weather. That's what the weather is, and we will carry on regardless. Uh, in kind of news items, um, well, a couple of things on health. Uh, I think just before the last episode, I was due to go to the dentist, and that was that was easy, really. Uh, since then, I've discovered another couple of things and booked in another appointment, uh, which they can't do until the 7th of Jan. And uh, Which is a bit of a pain, but I did say you put me on a list for potential cancellations because I want to get in there ideally before Christmas, although we will, we will take it easy this year. Uh Sue's had her operation now, which is great, so she's recovering from that. But we're still going to be good. We've been pretty good with our uh eating uh, low-fat kind of stuff. And we're going to continue that, so I don't see any desire or or need to change uh the other thing i've had well actually i've had a problem with my shoulder for some considerable time it's not an ongoing problem but it just reveals itself when i do certain twist movements and it's basically a a shoulder impingement or bursitis i think it's known as uh so i i usual thing nowadays under covid you call the doctor and then they kind of call you back and chat through and he, he fairly quickly put me over to uh a physio uh the physio sent me some uh exercises which are okay and I've actually got to get some ice pack uh, I don't like using the peas from the freezer which is what they always suggest uh, so doing a bit of ice treatment and some physio and it's kind of almost at the moment it feels like it's getting worse before it gets better um, but I I miss my golf because we've had a long layoff and I, I just shot a great birdie just to, to finish my last round before uh, we closed down, and I'm seriously thinking playing this weekend. Um, taking a couple of strong painkillers just because I want to get out there and play golf. But we'll see. Uh, maybe discretion will be the better part of valor. I think. I think that's the saying, isn't it? Um, Covid-wise, yeah. So we we had lockdown two that that started at the beginning beginning of November, and it really didn't feel anything like lockdown one. I think people were either I don't know, finding it hard to follow the rules and regs or just not bothering um, and maybe exercising some caution, but uh, also throwing caution to the wind. And and now, since we've come out of lockdown too, and you see some of these uh, news stories and crowds of people going out to Christmas markets and things, uh, one which had to be shut down in Nottingham in the UK, um, it's it just you think, well, what's the point um, I mean, the great thing is that vaccinations have now started, uh, only only yesterday, they called it V-Day in the UK, uh, that's the Pfizer vaccine, so yeah, so they would have, I, I don't know the numbers, I mean, whether they're going to report these daily, I assume they will uh, somehow, but uh, yeah, the, the vaccinations uh, are in two stages, there's about a three-week gap between them, uh, through the two doses. Um, But yeah, the first Margaret Keenan was the first person, a 90 year old lady uh, and then followed shortly behind by a a gentleman from Warwickshire called William Shakespeare. Now, I I, I think I'm still being politically correct, but there was there was a lot of comment on Twitter and it was generally very good humour about the fact that William Shakespeare from Warwickshire, which of course is where William Shakespeare was from, uh, had the COVID vaccine. And uh, as some wag put on Twitter, blimey, what a vaccine. They brought him back to life. Uh, and and I, I exercised a chuckle there. I thought that was, that was very funny. So, uh, I mean, the latest in the UK is that we possibly will end up going into <laughs> tier three which is the kind of strongest, toughest setup? Um, the numbers suggest that in London we should do. Of course, London's a bit difficult because you've got all the different boroughs. They all report their numbers, but you know you can have variations. But of course, you've got boundaries that are very close to one another, as boundaries are. And um, who knows? I mean, who knows how and where this thing will end up? It's uh, it's one of life's great mysteries at the moment. But I think the good thing is that the vaccine has started. Um, they've got millions to deliver, and there are other vaccines out there. Uh, only one has re- received the approval so far, uh, so it's a big first. I was looking on CNN yesterday, and uh, it's quite nice to see Britain in the news for the good reasons, uh, or for good reasons. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see um, we'll see how it all pans out, but hopefully, it, it is the start of getting back to something approaching new normal. Okay, so that's the weather and health and news headlines. Although, if I feel there's time and inclination, I might cover the US election later because I've been fascinated by, it, by the theatre of it. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll see. I, I will reserve judgment until we get to the end because I want to cover my stuff. So, uh, headshot work has been my my staple, my bread and butter, I, I guess, for, for a long while now. Uh, but it's been very quiet because we've been in lockdown. Now, I did have a booking... Uh, booked and paid for prior to lockdown, but due to various reasons, cancelled after we exited lockdown, refund applied uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, and I've got no one else in the diary, uh, so it's very quiet. It is very, very quiet. Um, I took a decision in late summer, so this is prior to the last lockdown, to stop paying Google for advertising yes it drives traffic to your site and actually you're, you're inclined to put more money into it to get even more eyes and I know there is a percentages game there but I was just emptying my bank account virtually uh, in Google ads and people were clicking on it but very few were actually coming all the way through uh, so I just thought well I'm not going to do that uh, I, I'm I mean you know Google will always send an email with a very good reason for me to keep giving them even more money but I'm not going to do that uh, small business uh, and as I will come on to when I talk about video um, you know sometimes the 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 very fact that you are out there with uh, a creative skill profession uh, the word gets out there through things like social media and friend networks and relationships that you build and uh, you know there's 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 ways that these things can be um, accommodated so yeah so I, I Headshot work is kind of—I mean, it's there. It's something I do. I will gladly take a booking and do a headshot session with somebody. Uh, But you know, I'm—I'm really not at this stage. I've got to tighten my belt. Uh, I'm not going to just pay money ad nauseum to Google if it's not really converting well enough. Uh, And I know some of that's down to me and what I do and my business. Um, You know, people. People have driven via Google to the site. They'll click around. If they don't like it, they'll move on. So do I know why they moved on? No, I perhaps could dig around and find out. But also, that, you know, I, I, I kind of think these things sometimes are a bit black and white. You know, people make a judgment. They either, yep, that's the person I want to book and I'm going to go there. Or, mm, you know, I'll go to somebody else. Fine. Um, now, I did have price promotions in the summer uh, and I removed those. But I reduced my standard fee uh, because I wanted to do something that meant I would hopefully still get some business and it wouldn't be too much uh, for people to shell out. Uh, I think I can do a worthy headshot um, and portrait kind of thing. So, you know, I think I can give very good value for the amount that I'm asking for my services. Um, But, you know, people have to make that judgment. So you can go to someone who's paying twice or three times the amount. Maybe they've got a package including a couple of images, whereas mine are all separate. But, you know, I, people will make the judgment. I it's Hopefully they'll like my work and they'll click and book and we'll have a, a, a great session. Um, and my testimonials, I think, bear out that. You know, if someone's got a fear or concern or worry about what my sessions are all about, read my testimonials, please. Uh, you know, you'll, you will see what I'm all about uh, from there. What... What my clients have said to me uh, in the past. Sorry, a quick slurp of my spiced tea. Very nice. Might have mentioned it before. If not, Palanquin, I think is the name of it. You can get it on Amazon and Taj Stores in Brick Lane. There you go. Advertising for free. So um, I said some considerable time ago that I wanted to pursue video. And in fact, it was one of the things that I Set off to do in terms of training shortly after I finished my corporate day job in october twenty nineteen um and I'm pleased to say after putting time effort and some cash into it this year, it's starting to pay off and pay off quite nicely which is which is wonderful uh sort of got a few things in in the pipeline at the moment that i'll talk about but One of them that I think, for me, really works out nicely, so I did some work for a charity called The Passage, who help uh, homeless people, Uh, actually supported by Prince William, which I've mentioned in a previous episode, and I got a call from her, actually it was on the day I was doing a video shoot for a neighbour, like an ad kind of thing for her business, a healthy teaching business, and... um, I just got this message and it said, oh, well, hi Phil, I uh, don't know if you remember, we, you did some editing for us, and it was pure edit, it was charity, they paid me in chocolate because they didn't have any budget, and uh, And it was a short piece, and I made some suggestions, did some work, and they were very happy. So anyway, they came back to me and said, look, we, we've got a funding request to go in, and can you do something based upon what you did before, or we'll reuse some of the photos and stills? But we're going to re-record the, uh, the voice piece. And it was to a, an iPhone in a room, nicely lit room, which is cool. Uh, and I said, yeah, it sounds good. I mean, they needed it done within 24 hours. Um, and then they followed up after I'd said, yeah, that's fine. By saying, we've got budget, what's your price? And how cool is that? So, you know, sometimes if you do some work for maybe a charity, um, it's a really nice kind of relaxed way of doing a piece of work. Um, you're helping them and you're giving them some value. But how nice for them to come back, offer me payment, which I I took. I mean, it wasn't a huge sum, but it was priced fairly, I think, for the work I did, the turnaround and so on. And, um, you know, and I've got a good relationship now with that as a client. So that worked out great. And of course, that was in the middle of lockdown. So uh, video editing uh, has no fear of coronavirus because you're in your house and you can't go anywhere because you're following the rules. So video editing... Yes, please. Uh, also had another inquiry. So earlier in the summer, I did a a family birthday compilation. This is where, uh, obviously, there couldn't be a party, so people sent in clips and I edited, edited the, blah, blah, blah. I edited them together. Edited them. There we go. Got there. Together with some transitions and some sound and one thing or another. Also did some outtakes at the end, which was really cool. And uh, that was offered to somebody else who's interested. Uh, they passed it on to somebody else who's interested. So... One of the things I'm going to do, because I've now got a little bit of time and created some time, is to do some little kind of snippets of the various types of video that I do and that I've produced, uh, that I can then put out as a kind of compilation ad. So I I like doing this stuff. So I personally uh, have to do to learn. So you you learn in maybe a traditional way, but the real learning is when you have to do it. I can't keep just practising, practising, practising. I'd rather just do something and put it out there, get some feedback and learn from it. So, yeah, so the charity edit was great. Um, I I did a a video, um, so again, rather random. This was just before lockdown, so very early November, one cold morning. We had to go into Croydon. Sue had an appointment at the, um, the opticians, uh, as did I at my opticians, but mine was very quick. And Sue's appointment took a little while, even though it was fairly routine. So I thought, well, and and it was really nice light that morning. So I thought, well, I'll I'll get the camera out, did some stills and thought, actually, I do some video. And I I really didn't put planning and thought into this. I just kind of edited it together, really, put a soundtrack on. Um, And it showed Croydon, maybe mainly the North End area. So from the High Street, North End through to West Croydon, for those who know you're Croydon. Um, It was a couple of minutes. I put it out there and then... At about the same time, Croydon Council uh, was—they issued a Section One One Four notice, I believe it is. Uh, but anyway, they've gone bankrupt. So, I changed a bit of the titling, tagging, and so on of the video. Um, I think it had, had maybe a hundred or so views at the time, uh, and it's just had—I mean, we're heading towards a thousand. It's had about eight hundred. And obviously on Google, you can go in and see what people are actually searching for to find your video and so on. And um, it's going really well. So it, as I say, it was it was not intentional. I didn't plan it. Um, and but it, but I was happy with the way it came out. And it's, it's now up there on YouTube. So it's just called Croydon. What happened? If you do a search for that or on my channel, all the links are online uh that fast forward has moved on so i just got the new iphone 12 pro max um i ordered that so a uh, wonderful piece of technology um and i did again to had another appointment at our local surgery the other day uh so i wandered around our local shops a bit more planning this time with some wides and mids and close and b-roll and that sort of stuff and the video of our local shops uh, went up uh, to YouTube yesterday, and I, I haven't promoted it at all yet. So I'm now going to do that. and I'm going to get a social media thing on there later on today. So it was um, it was good to do that. And I think following what I did there, there's some people that in my friend network that now live in far away places, such as Devon and where else, wherever else. And uh, they said, "Oh, I'd love to see what the old kind of Wallingham area and school area look like." So I've got a list building up um, to look at some of those. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. So yeah, Croydon, both generally and what happened and then Croydon local shops are live now on Facebook, Facebook on YouTube, Philip, Uh, well, and Facebook. Um, So one of the other things I did, uh, a dear family friend uh, passed away um, in early November and Uh, Over a year ago, I'd done a video um, for her husband, Dave Hewitt, who had to finish his jazz career through tinnitus. He was a jazz trombonist. And we've kept very close with Dave and and his dear wife, Sylvia. Unfortunately, she she lost her life to cancer. And Dave contacted me and he said, Phil, could you do a video of the funeral down at Worth in Crawley? so I said of course Dave I mean it was like yes and then asked the follow up questions I, I wanted to do what he want, wanted me to do and to help him out um, so the funeral was was live streamed um, and I'll come on to that shortly but Dave said it, I, I've seen these he said they're, they're rubbish he said I know you'll take the care needed to do a good job and, um, and so one of the things we had to do because there's a limit of 30 Attendees at a funeral, uh, so I really had to take the place uh, of of a friend that would have gone to the funeral, and they said they understood completely, um, because you, it can't be thirty plus videographers and things, because probably people would find a way of. Well, the the number is fixed for good reason, but people might find a way of uh, of kind of breaking the rules a little bit. So, uh, so I I went down there, uh, did some exterior shots. Um, obviously the hearse arriving, family arriving and then inside uh, the service so I had to be at the back and it was broadly two cameras set up one was on the um, the, the lectern uh, for the people speaking and delivering eulogies and so on uh, and the other was a more wide shot So, but one of the things that I wanted to do is make sure I had good quality sound so I placed my audio recorder on a little light stand next to the, uh, the lectern and um, it gave me a really, really high-quality sound file. I was delighted. Um, and on top of that, there was some. Uh, there was a musical tribute and a prayer sent in by Johnny Boston. Uh, Johnny's based in the Netherlands. Great friend of uh, Sylvie and Dave. Um, and T.J. Johnson, a pianist, has got his own band. He he was at the funeral, so he delivered some words uh, tribute words. And he'd recorded a song that was one of Sylvie's favourites that she'd posted on Facebook in the last couple of weeks of her life. And, um, and also there was a voice message from uh, Sylvie's family in Holland. So she, a family of kind of Holland and Canada and the UK, quite spread. And what I did in the edit was get the best quality I could. So I got the originals from those three different recordings and edited them, edited them, edit? I'm struggling with that word today. Edited them. Into the main video, I also overlaid slides and other video clips I had, and where there were spoken parts, I put the slides of those on. And um, they've loved it, everyone has loved it. So I've shared it via WeTransfer because you know there's copyrighted music on there. The moment you put it on YouTube, they're going to mute it all, and it would just be a disaster, it will lose the, the intended impact. Um, but I think there's been about 50 odd downloads through Holland, UK, Canada, and um, yeah, tears and and but a lot of respect and, and everything. So I was so pleased to be able to do that. Um, but actually, shortly after doing that, I had one initial call from the celebrant uh, Heather who took that service. And I know Heather because she also took over the running of Sylvia's place, Chaz Club from Sylvia. Um, could I do a video? Uh, and it was the following Tuesday, Croydon Crematorium. So that would have been last Tuesday. Uh, I'm Followed up, so she gave me the client's details. Said they'll be in touch, and the email that I got said, uh, "Video streaming at Croydon Crematorium." So that was the first point of clarification. I said, "Look, I can do a video of the service, edit it, share it later. Um, I don't do video streaming." And lo and behold, I had another inquiry from a different celebrant, um, and nicely, the funeral directors who uh, attended. Sylvie's funeral uh, I'd passed my name on thank you very much really appreciate that um, unfortunately it was a similar thing so they had family in uh, various parts of the world wanted a live stream um, could have help them so the live stream tend to be I mean it's pretty much like a CCTV camera so one camera wide angle um, not HD quality uh, sound will be whatever the sound is that the inbuilt microphone of the camera has. They don't have a soundboard that you can connect up to or anything like that. And it, yes, it will be a broadcast of a live funeral, but the quality won't be great. Um, now, as I mentioned earlier about Croydon Council going bankrupt, unfortunately, they've cut any costs that they had for providing a streaming service four funerals in Croydon Crematorium, hence those two inquiries. This has only recently happened. And I actually spoke with um, Heather and the other celebrant, George, uh, to say, look, I'm just kind of kicking this one around a bit, but would there be a business opportunity if someone set up to do streaming? Um, well, there would, in short, particularly in Croydon, because there's no option, but it is a real challenge of, logistic, of logistics, because it's you, you'd really want to be able to guarantee the connection. To guarantee the connection, you've got to have a good signal, where and you're almost then going into outside broadcast territory. So typically, my understanding from research in an outside broadcast that we see on, say, the news, that we use a, a bonded internet connection. So I'll keep this fairly light in terms of technicals. What that means is that you will have a piece of kit and network subscriptions so that you effectively are running your service on all networks and wherever the strongest signal is. So in the UK, whether that's O2, Vodafone, 3, T-Mobile, if we've got them, EE, um, it will just switch and it will always provide the best possible service. Now that could still perhaps be a challenge in the wilds of Suffolk or Cornwall or something, um, but it, it generally they're able to provide their own internet. You know, effectively, they take the internet with them. That doesn't come cheap. The gear, the connections, obviously you're on a subscription for the the cellular service. Then it's down to the streaming. So, you know, you would probably want to have more than one camera, otherwise it's going to be no different to the inbuilt live stream that, that, you know, the, the place could offer, except Croydon. And so two cameras... How are you going to switch between cameras? You need a switching box. Switching box, you need the audio. How are you going to get the audio to your fixed position at the back of the um, the chapel? You can see where this is coming from. So it's almost horses for courses. You know, the the, the simplest thing you could do is take a chance, put an iPhone or an iPad on a stand um, somewhere near the front of the service and try and capture the best and then do it, do it as a kind of, I don't know, Facebook Live or Vimeo Live or something youtube whatever um but then you know not only is there the copyright things to consider because chances are you're going to be broadcasting recorded music that's copyrighted from the writer and the performer and maybe others uh but you then need to think about the the how you're actually going to put that all together and timing so you know croydon are running i think they've gone back to 45 minute at one point it was 30 minute services in the height of the pandemic although the Unfortunately, the death numbers are still very high. Um, You know, these are quick services. You're in, you have the service and you're out. So to set up two cameras, audio, switcher, feed, stream, tough, very tough. In fact, most of the sites where I saw that they do this as a business, they say things like, well, we need to be on site two hours before the event starts. Not happening. Not happening in COVID-19 Croydon, I'm afraid. So I walked away from that thinking, well... You know, I could invest, um, but it might be that that would be the, all I would end up doing. Uh, you know, you could do a stream, you could offer maybe a recording afterwards. But, you know, I've got other things that I prefer to do, I desire to do, and I'm committed to do in terms of, you know, bookings. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's tough. Uh, but I my message would be that if someone's out there who wants to kind of almost base themselves at at Croydon Crematorium. I mean, there are two chapels there, but you know, might be able to come up with something and you could guarantee uh, a cellular solution. I mean, it might be that that all the networks are fine there and you could use that. I mean, you might need to sort of up your tariff or something or go to a business tariff or whatever. Um, But it's potentially doable that you could offer maybe a basic stream um, or you could possibly get created with two cameras but for me you know that I had two cameras at the back audio recorder at the front which was recording to a tape knowing that I could synchronise them all later in uh, in the post in the edit um, if you're doing a live stream it, it has to work guys it absolutely has to work uh, and Wesley Media who seemed to be the company that have a lot of these um, I think there is another one Obitus but anyway Wesley were in Croydon, and they're in Crawley Uh If you look at the reviews on Trustpilot and other review companies, expert reviews or whoever, uh, there's a lot of low reviews because they've taken a fee. They've added conditions to say we can't guarantee that the stream will work and so on and so forth. Uh, But the streams haven't worked. And people have said, well, look, this was the one chance we had. Well, again, I'll go back to my video service. If I could do a video and an edit and maybe add some quality to it in post, um, then that's something I could offer. People wouldn't be there at the time, but they would have a lasting memory of the service and the send off in, in high quality. So I learned a lot in that. I learned a lot from the work that I did for Dave uh, and in great respect to Sylvie, um, but also learned a lot about that particular situation. You know, it is a growth area, but there's almost a sliding scale, as I say, between putting it on your phone and having an outside broadcast unit, almost to the point of having people outside. Um, but it's I I think in each case there's a barrier but that's and and one of the biggest barriers is time to set up and then to leave at the end Um, so it's very tough and uh, Croydon aren't going to install that service again anytime soon you know they're cutting costs because they're millions in debt Um, so that was a that was a major challenge so keeping on the video theme um I've got uh, I've got another confirmed booking business booking for next year. I think I might mention that in a previous episode, but uh, there've been some delays there so that's coming in in the new year. Dave wanted to do a follow up to his tinnitus video, which, tinnitus video which I'm delighted to do. So we're going to do some planning on that. Probably be a bit light-hearted. Um, but also, you know, he's he's lost his dear wife and uh, uh, he's an emotional guy and I think some of these um, things we'll have to be careful in how we do that but I think we'll do some some good work we've got a great working relationship with with Dave he, he knows where Sue and I come from and Sue's known him since she was a teenager and a local neighbour so a uh, very good friend of the family um, and also some other bits and pieces to to finish off that we started pre lockdown so yeah there's there's work uh, happening in the new year so and hopefully we'll we'll have enough freedom through measures and controls of covid-19 and the growing vaccination um, to to make that move and hopefully keep it where we want to keep it. Uh, so other stuff, yeah, I did some product work for Sue. Uh, I bought a kind of light cube, um, but also played around just doing some lighting with the Flex kit that I've got. So I've done a bit of that, and the investment wasn't massive. Um, the, the light cube, what that does do is enable you to get soft light on a product so that it's almost floating. You, you've probably seen them on Amazon and you know, the actual product shots, um, clean and simple, nothing special, no props. It's just pure white and the white kind of disappears into infinity. It's, um, it's just done through a curved piece of vinyl. There you go. Trade secrets gone. Uh, so that's something that I can do again. It's if time allows, and I may do a sh- shop shoot with one, which I did a year ago, um, a local shop in Caterham, but I need to get some time in the diary for that one. um, So in terms of learning, uh, one of the things that I did was attended the Final Cut Pro Summit. So I'm not sure how many years this has been run, but it was... uh, Oh, sorry. Final Cut Pro is the um, video editing software that Apple run or provide. Well, you pay for it. But anyway, Mac OS video editing software. Uh, BBC use it extensively, apparently. Um, so yes, Final Cut Pro Summit previously was held at uh, in Cupertino in uh, Apple's kind of hometown in California, Silicon Valley. Uh, this year it was virtual um, and I was able to get, I think it was a $200 ticket, but I follow Ripple Training who are great guys. They put loads of good stuff out there and sell products like plugins for uh, Final Cut. And uh, they did a half price offer. So And it was for $100, $99, less conversion and it was a week's worth of call of uh, training which started at about because they did it around eastern time so it started uh, a little mid-afternoon and then there was a bit of a break around our dinner time and then it went back in the evening until about 11 11 30 all manner of presenters i mean i didn't know any of them before but i do know a lot of them now i justine was on there who's quite big on youtube uh, apple actually ran all the sessions on the thursday ironically so it run zoom generally and it was good good solid zoom connection um the day apple did it ran on webex and it kept breaking <laughs> uh, but it was very impressive what apple have done they've got their new m1 max out now and they were showing off some of the capacity capability of those um we've actually got one on order for sue because her macbook needed replacing a macbook air so that'd be cool to get that in and um so yeah, so it, it was great. They've left the sessions recorded sessions available for ninety days, which is really great, really generous. I've already replayed back some of those because there was somewhere I made notes at the time, thinking, "Oh, that was good," but of course you skip past it and you can't really. I mean, you can raise questions, but um, I uh, I decided to uh, to just commit some time after the fact, go back into the sessions, and not only do you get the recording, they've re- they've done through a something I learnt about where you've got transcribers that take the video, put it into words and then you've actually got the transcribed text so you can actually search the text for what you're looking for. So it won't mean that I need to sit through all the sessions that I'm interested in in real time uh, but yeah, the Final Cut Pro Summit and there was, um, there was a piece of software on there called Final Cut Pro Library Manager which looked really impressive. Um, one of the guys from Ripple Training used it and they had an offer code um, uh, they also had a black Friday deal, the vendor of this software, and I was able to combine the two. How cool is that? So i got that software. That's really good. Um, and I've been doing some, some housekeeping, uh, of my files. Still got some more to do. I think because I've kind of moved them around a bit over time, you have to relink them sometimes and it gets a bit of a pain. Um, and in doing that, I realized that I should probably get some more storage. So I just got some more storage. I bought another eight terabyte disk, <coughs> excuse me, Seagate IronWolf Pro. Uh, added that to my Synology disk station. Uh, and that took about a day and a half to build, but that's now built. So that's now going, got capacity that I need. And also did, again, a lot of housekeeping and tidying. So and this morning, this morning, no less, I, um, I uploaded uploaded uh, big mac sir or upgraded my, my iMac to big Sur. that looks really cool and I only did it because capture one announced their new version yesterday saying it's been tested with uh, big Sur, which is mac os 11 or 11.0.1 is a version I have uh, haven't fully played with capture one but very impressive what I saw on big Sur. Um, a lot of cosmetic changes but under the hood a lot of uh, improvements because it was noticeably snappier um, so I'm always happy to get that as a as a bonus Uh, So, yeah, so that was cool. Um, Just checking my notes because I don't want to miss anything. Uh, Yes, so did some other bits and pieces. um, Gear-wise, yes, I I wanted to buy a shoulder rig for my camera. Uh, So which is where you hold them, like two handles mounted on your shoulder. Brilliant deal on eBay. Um, Made them an offer, they accepted it. He did charge a high amount for delivery. And I marked him down a bit on his feedback. I mean, I know because I sell stuff on eBay. I know how much things cost to, you know, to send. And, you know, that can be a bit of a hidden extra profit. So, but um, it was made by a company called Genus. And it actually had another follow focus with it. And I've already got one and now I've got two. So that's that's good. That gives me more flexibility. And um, I one of the things, so... You buy gear, you do a job, and then you realise sometimes that actually you probably need something that does the job better. So I have just one video tripod. Uh, it's not an expensive one. It's at the value end of the market, uh, but it did a, it's done a good job for me so far. I've not put it through heavy paces, and I used that um, at the funeral video shoot uh, recently. But also I had a video head that I put on a photography tripod. It works okay but it, it wasn't really the horses for courses that it should have been. So I just dispatched yesterday. I sold on eBay the one the video head that I had, and I bought um, another video tripod from a company called CVP. Oh, i brilliant. Their service is really, really excellent. So uh, I've not put that through its paces yet, but I will do. Um, there's a nice little design feature in there that when the head's detached, it can easily... It's got a flat base and it can easily attach to like a a slider, camera slider, which I've got. So a little bit of an investment. Um, I like buying stuff that are cheaper. I mean, some of these decent shoulder rigs are normally four or five hundred quid. And then it goes up and you can add a naught on the end. Um, But this was a good solid build, really heavy, nice sort of padded shoulder area, Um, fully adjustable. And um, yeah, I look forward to using that. So I've got that with a shoot in mind for next year. So uh, I'm just now thinking what else have we got to cover? Uh, I think I've covered, I thought this would actually go on for a lot longer. Um, So maybe that's good for you and good for me. Uh, I've got 36 minutes on the clock just now. I I will just add a little bit about the US election. Um, I didn't study too much prior to the election but there was this secure votes thing coming out time and time again from Trump. Now, I'm not a Trump fan. Um, I will respect the fact that he is a master marketer uh, and he has been all his life, but he uses it in sometimes very, very negative and disruptive ways. And I think that's what's happened here. He's hoodwinking winking people. He's getting donations. um, probably just to his back pocket, his personal money, rather than actually any real fighting fund. Uh, I think they've now gone over 51 lost cases because there is no evidence of voter fraud. They've been checked and counted and recounted, hand-counted. Um, and, and and I know some of the things that people are calling for now about the signature checks and things. I don't, don't know the detail of US election process. Surely the duty is to do what's in law, And many of the laws in the state... Because basically, you know, Trump wants the results to be overturned where he lost. And these are in the key swing states. Uh, So there's absolutely zero consistency in in what he's looking to do here. Um, But more importantly, the biggest damage that he's looking to cause is to throw away votes. People have cut millions, have cast their votes uh, for the candidate that they wished. Um, And he's trying to say, it's all illegal. It was all done illegal... Uh, I haven't really got any evidence, but it's clear that it was illegal. Uh, they stole the election. I won. Therefore, it should be overturned. You, court, make a decision. Um, as a, as of the time this podcast goes live, it's it, there is a weird case by Paxton of Texas, who I understand has been under investigation for five years by the FBI and others. Various different um, offences, apparently. And he decided to call out a number of states and even missouri i think joined in overnight so the texas guy is saying all of these states have done illegal voting and it's like hey mate keep your nose out um uh, this won't be a political podcast i'm just this is my observations uh usual health warning um but yeah i i'd really for democracy stepping back from all of this um People have exercised their democratic right to vote in numbers and they've been counted and recounted. That's the that's the law. And they've gone to court, uh, the, the Trump lawyers, um, ragtag and bobtail bunch, and uh, they've been thrown out because they've got no evidence. I think they... I, I may be wrong in this. I think there was one case that was won and it may have been one where there was something like 2,000 votes and there was a piece of detail missing on their ballot paper. Now... I know the way the law works in that situation. I get why they awarded the case to the, to the Republican team, but there was only one election going on at that time. And if it was clear who they were voting for in that election, can't we let it go? Anyway, the point is it didn't affect the, uh, the overall results. So I think we'll know a bit more this week if the Supreme Court do hear it. I mean, it's on the docket, but that doesn't mean to say it'll go anywhere. I've learned so much just by following all these stories. I I choose my sources carefully, and it tends to be legal writers, people who know the law, uh, not necessarily even mainstream media because they may put slant on it. So I'm looking for the uh, sources that I feel I can trust. Um, And it it should be black and white, you know, so we'll see what the Supreme Court come up with. I think it might be Thursday. Um, I would be staggered if they went with what's being proposed because it would invalidate valid but votes um, and I hope they just don't give it any airtime and say go away and then uh, it'll just be I think running down the clock um, there'll be lots of noise and huffing and puffing and claims of stolen election from uh, a certain person but he's an audience of one he's, he's a narcissist, an egoist or an egotist uh, he just wants people to look at him and hear what he has to say Uh, it's got no worth he's been disruptive he's been anti-democratic he's probably breaking all manner of laws and um, I through my headshot crew involvement I've got to know a lot of people from the the state side brilliant people great people and uh, they deserve better (laughs) they really deserve better Um, in a vote there's a winner and a loser Um, and the winner gets to move on and do stuff and the loser has to take it graciously, and move on and do other stuff, you know. But the most important thing is that I think that the from what I'm hearing from Joe Biden is that he wants to support and reunite the United States. It's a divided state of America at the moment, uh, and it needs to be United States. So Phil's political podcast has now <laughs> ended. No, I, I you know it's I feel passionate that democracy should prevail. Uh, And that's my closing point here. Um, Hopefully you will listen to the end. So uh, that's it from me. Uh, We're going to go out and do some bits and pieces today. I think run some errands and um, do a bit of creativity where we can. Sue's doing really well with Body Shop. So if you're interested and you're based in the UK and you want some items from Body Shop, Sue runs Body Shop at home and we can help you out on that. Just ping me a message. Uh, Other than that, I... um, I say this every time, but I will promise, promise to do the absolute best I can to speak to you again in the not too distant future, maybe in the week leading up to Christmas, which we hope to spend with our new granddaughter, Lola, and she's doing great. Uh, Other than that, take care all, look after yourselves, speak again soon.